0: up, everybody? My name is Brandon Nollet, and I am Linux Liaison. This is the yet another tech podcast podcast. Usually, I like to write about Linux, but today I'd like to take things into a general perspective. And today's focus is on some of the failed, well, more so abandoned projects made by Mozilla. First off, we're going to start with CMonkey. Now, CMonkey was an application suite which was comprised of both a web browser and a mail slash news client. It seems kind of odd that those two things would be coupled together, but of course those things are both part of the internet. But I'm guessing back when that project started, things were a little different on the internet and browsing the web versus receiving email through the web was quite a similar task. Now back in 2003, Mozilla decided to shift their focus and officially handed over the project to the community in 2005. But the reason that they wanted to hand this over to the community is because they wanted to actually take the two applications and separate them into simply just the browser and a mail client, Firefox and Thunderbird. So it wasn't all bad news. It ended up getting handed over to the community. And actually, there's still development done on it today. But I know that the development team actually wants to keep a lot of the old stuff in there, a lot of the legacy stuff in there, which is probably something that contributes to its lack of success and popularity. Now, next up, we've got Personas. And you might be thinking, well, Personas wasn't really abandoned. You still can theme your Firefox installation with whatever themes you want using the Personas website. But this is something that I'll get to later. The nomenclature, the naming is just a little confusing. And there is a difference between Personas theming and Personas login. Now, what Persona's login was basically Mozilla's central third-party authentication service that they were trying to start up. But the problem is that you would have to actually create yet another account just to log into Service X. The problem for its success, the reason it didn't succeed, was that Facebook already had something like this in 2008, whereas Persona's login was only released in 2011. So you can imagine how people are wondering, well, what's the difference? Why why don't I just use my Facebook account, which I already have, instead of creating yet another account to log into other accounts? But not only was that a problem, there was also the fact that Mozilla Persona didn't have an identity. And to make things worse, the Persona login button didn't even have an identity itself. It was just an icon of... A person, something like uh, the old MSN Messenger. It looks something like that. Now, take into the fact that Mozilla and Firefox often go hand in hand. Anybody that I know who isn't very technologically versed will call Firefox Mozilla. Well, I was using Mozilla. Well, I was using uh, Mozilla Firefox. Uh, I'm not using Chrome. I'm using Mozilla. And so you can see how when you say Mozilla Persona or Mozilla Login, people might wonder, well, then I have to use Firefox, but I don't use Firefox, I use Chrome. So people were wondering, how can you use Chrome with this thing, but it's Mozilla? Mozilla is the web browser. So the cross-browser login was sort of confusing for people to understand in the first place. Now, the last topic here on today's episode is Firefox OS. Now, this thing was probably one of the most resource-heavy things that Mozilla had tried to develop. Now, what is Firefox OS? Let's start with that. It was a mobile operating system based on Mozilla's Gecko rendering engine which is used primarily in Mozilla's Firefox, of which the OS is named after, of course. And so the rendering engine itself would sit on what's called a hardware abstraction layer, which is essentially the link between the device and the application, or in the case of Firefox OS, the website, sort of. And of course, this is completely in contrast to what iOS and Android have, where you have an app store where you download apps onto your phone and the apps reside in your phone. Think of the concept of a web app but applied to the mobile platform where everything resides in the cloud for Firefox OS. Now the goal of Firefox OS was actually to put the power of the web at the forefront of the mobile world and it allows devices to overall cost less because less local resources are required. Think cloud computing. So all of the computing power that's required is actually the third-party server of the website you're visiting. And so, essentially, Mozilla wanted to break the application paradigm, the app culture, and give more freedom to developers as well as allow web developers to finally take hold of the mobile world in an unforeseen way. But the problem is that not everything we plan goes according to planned and the execution ended up being very rushed. A lot of the mobile carriers wanted basically feature parity with the Android and iOS devices rather than letting Mozilla show their plans and their blueprint and let them work at their own pace a lot everything was based on a certain deadline and every time Mozilla would come back to the mobile carriers with which they were working the mobile carriers would say well this this is missing and this is missing and i can't sell this phone if it doesn't have these basic features And because they were rushed, they ended up doing something like a packaged web application approach where you had a curated store of applications that could be downloaded onto the phone, but a lot of them were written in HTML, CSS, JavaScript instead of, for example, with Android, the Java language, or with iOS, the Cocoa language. And so it's basically like that XKCD comic where somebody sets out to unify all the current standards, but then ends up creating yet another separated, isolated standard. They had become what they set out to oppose. Instead of letting the mobile carriers decide which type of features were to be implemented into the mobile OS, I would try and work with mobile carriers that would actually listen to the Mozilla team that was working on Firefox OS and listen to what kind of features that they want to do because all these corporations are trying to impose their money on all of these independent organizations and I know Mozilla is not exactly what you could call an independent organization but it remains to say that corporations just need to chill out. And let those who know what they're doing shine. Because the more you let them shine, and the story is the same with people like Casey Neistat. Casey Neistat didn't take shit from anybody. Nor did Louis CK. And look at their content. It's wildly popular. Casey made the most viewed marketing video in the world for Nike so if corporations would just let these organizations shine and let them do what they do well then maybe Firefox OS might have been might have been wildly successful I went into this podcast reading about Firefox OS and the strategy that they had implored with Firefox OS I went into it hating Firefox OS wondering why are why is Mozilla trying to do this Why is Mozilla trying to thwart Android and iOS? The market's just too big. And I realized that they really had a different product that they were trying to put out. But because of the financial backing that they were getting from certain sources to create this thing, they became a slave to the money. I hope that eventually some other person or organization picks up Firefox OS because like most of the projects that Mozilla has abandoned this project is being handed over the community I hope that somebody picks it up and runs with it and makes a difference on the mobile platform because the mobile platform is becoming stagnant and cloud computing is certainly on the rise now one thing that I do notice that Mozilla is getting right is that they have decided to focus very narrowly on firefox proper and this is actually the only company to do this to focus on their web browser only i mean yes you've got teams within larger organizations that are working on web browsers for example i'm sure there's an internet explorer team or a safari team within microsoft and apple respectively but Firefox is being focused on by Mozilla as a company, as a whole, and I have to applaud them for that because they've even given Thunderbird over to the community and moved it outside of the structure of the Mozilla Foundation, which is quite interesting in my opinion. But from here I have a few tips for Mozilla, and the first one is to become a media company. In a day and age where content is king, producing content is a fantastic idea for any company. Most companies need to become media companies to continue to succeed and step all over their competition. For example, Mozilla could make a YouTube channel that focuses on evaluating the quality of website, HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. They could focus on evaluating the appearance or design of websites. For example, CNN, I find, is just way too flashy of a website. And I'm sure the people at Mozilla might have a person or two who would love to take on a project like that, evaluating the biggest websites out there and their design and their ethos. Uh, Next off, uh, a way to get another financial source would be to help Developers make websites and web apps. I mean, NVIDIA does this. They work with developers to make better games, to give them training on how to do certain things and take advantage of certain libraries within the NVIDIA driver ecosystem. So, Mozilla could certainly do this. They've got their own rendering engine and They could work with developers to help them make better websites and web apps, things that will leave less of a RAM footprint, for example, when rendering, or things that will use less CPU time on their server-side applications. And of course, this last one is... This last one is a little bit complicated, but I think it could be done. And that is developers as a service. What Mozilla could do is essentially rent out their web developers to third parties for a certain amount of time. For example, uh, I don't know, give one of their developers to, I don't know, Facebook or something for a certain feature. And then Facebook has to pay X amount of money for that person's time. And it would essentially become a developer's agency where you hire a developer temporarily and you don't have to work about making sure that all their pension and their health insurance is paid, whatnot. You just get a developer for a month or so and that's it. Now, I've been Linux Liaison, aka Brandon Olette, doing this backwards now. And I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Yet Another Tech Podcast. Look forward next week. When we focus on something completely different. And I think I might have a special guest. But if you did enjoy this, please don't forget to like, share, talk to your friends about it, tell them about this thing. If they've ever been interested in Firefox OS, well then let them listen to this. Put it on your Facebook, put it on your Instagram, put it on your Twitter. I have an Instagram. You could go visit at Linux Liaison. Don't forget to follow. Well, that's been my time, and I hope you have a great day. Bye.